1: We love his insights here on the network. From Quick Buzz Barat to Racing is on the line right now. Hello, Barat. Hello, oh, Jules. Good to talk to you. It's been a while. It has been a while. You would have been close to speaking of the uh, the Brisbane Heat. One of the happiest men in the country when Nisa got that hat trick the <laughs> other night.
0: I was. I was. I mean, uh, it's. Uh, but look, that's the greatness of the man, right? He didn't even realize he took a hat trick, and that's why we all love him. I mean, I don't know about we all, but I certainly do. And, uh, no, I mean, the Nissarites, the number of them are spreading around the country. Uh, I am sure you saw that <laughs> clip of him uh, in Canberra when a lot of people uh, brought a lot of, uh, you know, hoardings for him when he played against the West Indies, so... Yeah, up, up, and away the Nietzsche army! But what a moment for him, and uh, and uh, and that's where the TV stopped. Like I did not see the six that everybody's talking about that Andre Russell hit off his bowling. Oh, I don't think that happened. not no, in my, no, not on didn't. my television. Yes,
1: well, he's six <laughs> sixes in total, didn't he? Yeah, Andre Russell. Uh, you've just been at a press conference. David Warner playing his hundredth test, uh, a wonderful achievement and a rare achievement too in in cricket these days, considering how much cricket is is played. But you know, this there'd be few more polarising figures in the game of cricket than David Warner. You know, there's no middle ground when it comes to him. Uh, People have been questioning his form. You know, some are still saying a life ban should suffice. Others are saying he should lift it. But uh, what was the mood that you got? Uh, Does he seem, do you think, from how he spoke, to to be in a good headspace ahead of his 100th match?
0: Uh, Very much so. Uh, You know, he just... uh, Throughout the summer, really, I mean, except... The fact that, you know, he's been fighting everything that's happened behind the scenes and he did speak about not having been in the in the greatest mental health uh, form, like, you know, getting into the series with all the drama regarding his leadership ban and uh, his issues with Cricket Australia. And he was very honest about it. And that's one thing that has never changed about David Warner. I mean, he's always stayed honest to who he is, right? Whether uh, you liked him or whether you didn't. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, he's been a pioneer. Right, I go back to 2009. The first time I saw him was in that Champions League and uh, in in Hyderabad, uh, where everyone thought he would go the T20 route. He was supposed to be a pioneer in that direction, Julian. But mm. uh, you know, to do what he's done in Test cricket, uh, Virendra Sehwag famously had told him uh, in that IPL that he would could be a Test great, and he David to turned around and thought Virendra Sehwag was joking, but he was right. And uh, yeah, just the, Warner was in uh, speaking about you know just being in the Christmas spirit. He was hoping Santa Claus would come tonight. That's the kind of mood he was in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he he spoke about being in the right headspace. And just about, even with his batting, he feels that he's batting really well. And I agree with him. He's looked so good in the net. It's just that uh, he's going through this period where you know every time he edges a ball or every time he gets an inside edge, he seems to get out.
1: He's a notoriously unlucky cricketer. I know they've crunched the data on this in terms of how many catches are taken off his batting. And and they always seem to be taken off Warner's blade. You know, Marnus, they say, is the opposite. You know, some say you, you oh. make your own fortune. But, you know, we read in the newspapers the other day, the batting coach, Trent Woodhill, said, I've looked at him closely. The footwork looks good. The eye looks good. And, you know, you only ever really one knock away from return to form. But I guess the question there is, it's been a couple of years since he scored a 100. You know, his test average dropped below 46. But, I mean, you get to 100 test matches, Barat, 24 test hundreds. You have credits in the bank. How many more credits in the bank do you think he has? Does he have Dul Sydney and then all bets are off? Um, you would think so, considering uh,
0: the, the lean run of form, which has kind of continued on for a while throughout the year, right? He's averaged, what, 20 with the back. Uh, but I keep going back to the same thing. I mean, when you do go on those difficult tours of India and England, regardless of what David Warner's numbers are there in recent times, does your team look look stronger with Warner in there, or does your team look stronger without Warner in there? I would still think the selectors and Pat Cummins would feel they would want to go on those tough tours with with him in there because he's he is that kind of character as well, right? Um, he's when his backs against the wall, he always comes back with uh, something stronger, and uh, that's pretty much you know proving people wrong that I've always said should be David Bonner. I mean, one of the one of the books should have that title at least I'm sure there'll be a few <laughs> yeah, that'll come out yeah. in the next few next few years uh, and and I think uh, you'd back him you'd still back him to do that and I think he's just away one big score away mm. from getting into that zone again and I think the runs will flow
1: the pressure mm-hmm. on Matt Page a curative to produce a, a test worthy pitch here. It's funny there's you know, People look at a result on paper, if they see it only goes two or three days, immediately the, they leap to this conclusion that somehow the pitch has something to blame without actually looking at the quality of the bowling or the mm. batting. And Not to say that what we saw at the Gabba uh, was a top quality test pitch because it was far from that. I didn't think it was quite as bad as, as some had made it out. But, I mean, you cast your mind back to the Ashes 2017. What a pancake that was. Uh, didn't change characteristics mm. the last year, three days. You know, what can we anticipate from this strip?
0: Um, I think that's one thing Warner touched upon as well because he did have a long chat with Matt Page. What they spoke about apparently was about uh, this firming up a lot more. There has been a lot of sun on it, unlike what we saw at the Gabba. Mm. The Queensland sun didn't show up the way we expected to. Uh, So what was looking like a softish surface yesterday with the batting consultant of the South African team referred to already seems to have uh, turned into a firmer surface. So from where I see, it, it doesn't look... A lot like the pitch we saw last year, where even before the test, you kind of had a feeling that uh, could be tough to bat on. Uh, I think it looks like a, more of an MCG pitch. I think it looks more of an MCG pitch than it did for the India-Pakistan T20 World Cup uh-huh. match, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, which, which means that it should last the distance. Uh, uh, but you're so right. I mean, you're talking about two extremely high-class bowling attacks. Uh, against And one batting lineup, the South African one, which hasn't been doing really well for the last 12 months. Um, and another one where, uh, you know, two guys are on fire, minus uh, three guys, I should say, minus Steve Smith and Travis Head. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, David Bonner is the only one who hasn't really fired, and uh, that has kind of, you know, had, had a bearing on how people have been looking at this Australian batting Manor.
1: You mentioned the bowling lineups. Of course, it's testament to how strong Australia's bowling depth is when, you know, Michael Neese is the fifth option. And it's funny, I'm not sure even a year ago, many would have had the discussion that if Josh Hazelwood's fit is in automatic uh, selection, (laughs) normally you'd say yes. But for (laughs) Melbourne, of course, uh, coming back from injury, I I just wonder if they give him an extra test and persist with Boland, who, who debuted so magnificently one year ago.
0: Well, ironically, what I'm doing right now, Julian, is waiting here at the MCG, not going to the Nets. I'm in, I'm in the stands, waiting to see what Josh Hazelwood does. You've just heard that he's going to have like a fitness test, maybe a final fitness test uh, in the middle. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, so I think, unlike last summer, I think they jumped on it. The, the medical team and the physios jumped on it a lot earlier with Josh Hazelwood when he did start feeling a little sore after his bowl in the Nets in Adelaide. Uh, the day before the the second test against the West Indies, uh, so that we don't see a repeat of last summer where he missed the entire summer.
1: Yeah. Uh, right.
0: He just played one test match. And, and so I think they're still keen on, you know, bringing him back if he is fit. Uh, but oh, how do you leave Scott Boland out of the MCG? What happens to that? A uh, statue, which I think is about to get constructed at some point <laughs> of <laughs> Scott Boland, at uh, outside the G. Uh, but no, I think they they're very pretty steadfast in like you know the mm. pecking order, if that makes sense in terms of the fast bowling. But you're right. I mean, Michael Neser, the sixth choice, Jay Richardson's back fit again. Uh, this the wild thing. Lance Morris is not too far away. Mm. And uh, as I can see, I think it's Scott Boland who is. Uh, just warming up now, not Josh Hesalut at the moment. So is could that be a hint? Could that be a sign? We'll have to wait and see.
1: You know, it's funny. You know, I don't know if a bowl of a bowl off for want of a better expression that's been more closely studied or examined in such recent times. We've seen Twitter polls, newspaper polls, and <laughs> it's got Boland's coming out on top. Look, it is hard to argue with form and momentum and certainly Scott Boland hasn't, but I think five times he's taken uh, multiple wickets in an over. Average is about 10. I think somebody needs to inform the Burley Victorian that test cricket's actually not always this easy. To the South Africans, uh, Barat, you know, they're struggling with batting depth. I Mm. just wonder if, you know, maybe a a quick likening Gidi makes way that they add another bat, they persist with the all-round capabilities of Jansen and and then get more overs out of Maharaj. Um,
0: I think that's... um a decision that you'd expect them to make. Uh, they, But having said that, Dean Elgar has spoken about this quite often. He's comfortable with four seamers and a spinner. Uh, and, you know, even if it means at times one of them gets Uh They do bank on Marco Janssen, you know, stepping it up with the bat a lot. Uh, he did it a couple of times in England. Uh, but they, they, they're they confident that, uh, you know, that bowling attack, they want that variety. Or, or at least Elgar does as captain the problem has been the top five, right? I mean, the top five has just not been consistent enough. And and it's not just about the fact that they they don't score enough runs. It's about how they look as well, right? They uh, struggle to rotate the strike, which is why I thought what Temba Bauma did across both innings and even Kyle Zondo in that second innings Mm. was impressive. You know, if they can do that a lot more, not become sitting ducks like we saw them become often in that second innings, uh, they could... Get their total up to the 250-270 mark, and then you have the bowling attack. Uh, then the whole concept of playing playing five bowlers makes sense. But for that, the top order has to, you know, kind of pull their socks up and put some runs on the board.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that, and it has been made mention of that Australia, rather than chasing down 35, we're chasing 135. Well, it's the game takes on a very different mm. complexion, but it is what it is. Uh, I love this tweet of yours last night. He said less than five hours before Cameron Green became the most expensive Australian (laughs) to be bought in an IPL auction at $3.15 million. He was working for nearly 20 minutes on getting into best positions to be able to leave the ball cricket, you crazy sport. I mean, he's got the world uh, at his feet at the moment, Cameron Green. And, you know, they talk about all format players and how it's going to be increasingly difficult to manage all three uh, consistently in the manner of say a, a Coley or a Warner have done previously, but, it's hard to ignore those riches, and I, I just hope for Cameron Green's sake that uh, you know he can manage those transitions and that he doesn't burn himself out.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean he did arrive uh, today in a in a chartered flight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean that was that was the joke around town, really. Uh, and no, 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 you're absolutely right. And I was doing some maths. Uh, this morning, I don't know whether you can call it Matt, but if if he is part of every squad from now uh, till the end of the Ashes, um, he leaves Australia on February 1st for the India Tour, the Test Tour, and he won't be back in Australia b- at least before 1st August because mm. the Test Series is followed up by the three ODIs and then the IPL, and then by the time the IPL finishes, you'll have to just fly directly to England for potentially a World Test Championship final and then the Ashes. So that, you're already talking about six months on the road. Uh, yes, he is 23, as he can afford to do that. And, and it doesn't end there. And then there are ODIs in South Africa. And then so right after that, a 50-over World Cup back in India. So I, he will definitely be spending more time in India than uh, I will. Uh, so, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, we need to look into that as well. <laughs> yes. So it, it, it's amazing. It's uh, what two innings at the right time in front of the right audience can do right uh, i mean he's all ha- he has all the talent and the skill in the world but it literally came down to what he did in that uh, one series and only well, he's 3.15 million australian dollars richer
1: yeah nice work if you can get it baratta thank you so much very generous with your time <laughs> as always and uh, we will hear you with jared and the rest of the team for the boxing day clash and then hopefully all i want for christmas is the test match that goes uh, at least 4 days
0: <laughs> Can't wait, yeah. Uh, four days is enough because my wife and dogs are travelling with me, so I do need a day off. <laughs> but, no, thank you so much. I wish you a very Merry Christmas, and, uh, yeah, you have a great day.
1: Thank you, mate. All the best. Bharat uh part of our team here, and prolific writer too, Crick Buzz. Uh, if you haven't read his work, I strongly urge you to do it. A wonderful, wonderful writer.